This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In CISO. Hello and welcome. Well, to be fair, <laughs> this is going to be actually the most, the least boring part of the last 24 hours. Chaos. So welcome to Seagull Social, episode, <laughs> season four, episode 27. And we're joined with Ben and Maz and myself, because that's how it is again. It's Ben and Maz. And not it's not, it's not Ben and Maz, it's Ben and Maz um, <laughs> sat next to each other. As we can only apologise. Can um, how are, yeah, <laughs> how can are we, you boys, Ben? I see you're on phantom, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, it was either that or coke. If you have to, I'm joking. No, so basically, so we're in this room. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to feel for like another couple of days. Um, and by that point, if we'd uploaded like Thursday, we're speaking about a game on Monday. It just wouldn't have run. So even though that audio might be lacking, um, obviously it'll be sooner rather than later. So that's why we've done it in here at work. Staying late, aren't we, Maz? Yeah, because we do this for because we're just really dedicated to the craft and also as well have you noticed we're colour coordinated with black and white and then black and white it's what we do not on purpose yeah and we keep going like this beautiful stuff um, but yeah no I mean as I said it's going to definitely be the um, the least um, boring part of the uh, last 24 hours because how was your day uh, Ryan? I'm not sure about you boys but yesterday my my day was was all right, mate. To be fair, thank you very much. Uh, had a little shoot in London, North London, to be exact. But um, big up Northwood. In Commiserations. Um, Condolences, damn it! I was going to screw that joke up. Yeah, spoke to some Arsenal fans. We'll see how it goes down. But um, yeah, we will we will chat about Brighton today, not Arsenal, um, because I, <laughs> as I say, there's not a lot to talk about last night. Um, it, I don't know about you boys, but it was probably the the more the more boring game that we've probably witnessed in the Roberto yeah. De Zerbi side in the past year and a half. Um, I, unless you can name me one a bit more boring than that, I'd be surprised. But what's your mm, overall take? Because really. it's well, definitely not West Ham. West Ham the other day, the other game. That was that was proper boring. Twenty twenty four is off to a flyer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, it is. Um, you know, what's that? What's that expression? Is it like two buses come at once when you've yeah. been waiting? Uh, we've had two nil nil draws on the bounce, if you exclude Stoke, obviously. So, yeah, it's um, been a great start to 2024, like you said, Ryan. Um, hopefully, clean sheet-wise is how we need to go on, yes. but not going forward. Yeah, correct. I just also want to apologise because I brought my family to that game. Um, and that was like the first ever Brian game. They were so excited and then they had to sit through that absolute dross. Um, but because they had never seen football before, they thought it was really exciting. And they could not believe the level of like the touch. They were like, uh, so one of the guys was South African. And he was like, when the ball when the ball hits his foot, it's stuck to him like glue. I don't know how he does it. And I'm like, yeah, 
just that's the memory. Yeah, that, that was Pedro Neto, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so I feel sorry for them, three of them. They still enjoyed it. They loved the pies. They loved the bovril, so that was the main thing. Nice, nice, good. I mean, yeah, as you say, the the the, the actual game itself wasn't very good. Um, I would go into bits and pieces, but there wasn't really too many specifics to take away from mm. the first half until half time, um, which is insane. I well, can't really tell you many shots. I think the only thing that yeah, I think you got to say it right. Facundo Buenanotte. Okay, I was going to say the Facundo. Yeah, it's a sitter by any stretch, isn't it? I mean, it's it's I think three or four yards out. Um, it's a header. Not sure. I mean, from me watching it, I haven't watched the highlights back in fairness, but from where I was looking, in my opinion, I mean, he's got to be going with anything other than his head there, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I think whether, yeah, yeah, you can probably say that in hindsight, but I feel like, yeah, he could have done like a low diving header, but he just really, really fucked it up so badly. Um, which is so so such such a shame because that was such a big chance, probably the biggest chance of the game, really, especially for us. I, I'd, I'd also argue Jao Pedro in the second half. Uh, I just don't understand why he didn't shoot. Yeah. And I know he had loads of players swarming him, and he's usually so cool, calm, and collected. I thought he would have just that second touch he took. I thought just shoot, but he just took that extra touch, and yeah, and, and it broke down. But yeah, going back to the Bonanotte chance, I think he just yeah he, he didn't he snatched that kind of thing. He didn't really think it through, and uh, yeah, it was. Pretty poor, wasn't it? It's interesting uh, Jao Pedro didn't shoot because I noticed a lot uh, yesterday players, uh, Brighton players getting quite frustrated with him, not passing um, and just taking shots. For example, I think Danny Welbeck in the first half was pretty fuming at him. Mm. Um, I think twice in the first half. And then Adam Lallana was really, really angry with him. Um, I think he had a chance down the left. He could have cut it back, but he didn't. Um, and Lallana, yeah, was shouting at Jao Pedro. Hands in the air. Jao Pedro, I don't think, was really taking any notice because when a player screws up like that normally, normally mm. just walk away and pretend it didn't happen. But yeah, there's a couple of times where he should have passed for sure. And I feel like that's not the only game where that's happened. Obviously he's a young player and he likes scoring goals. And I think that's kind of his personality, but there are times where he should pass um, and he's not doing it. And hopefully mm. that will change. Hopefully the experience has like Welbeck and Alana will get that ingrained in his head that he should pass rather than just constantly go for goal or take one step too many or to do too many tricks, for example. Mm. Do you agree yeah, there, Ryan? It's like a. I do. I I think we're in a rare patch at the minute where we haven't been so far under Deserbi, as far as I can think. I mean, it's the first time in a long time where we haven't scored in two consecutive games, as you say. With it's our first couple of clean sheets this season. Um, they come like London buses, as Maz says. Um, but I don't know. There, there seems to be that killer instinct going a little bit out of the team. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd put it probably more down to the fact of how many injuries we've got, uh, particularly out mm-hmm. wide. Um, I can name a couple of opportunities in that first half. Um, not to dig out Milner whatsoever. It was a record All breaker gross. for Milner, actually. I think he's now the second the second highest ever appearances in Premier League history, yeah. only but, behind uh, Gareth Barry, who's also an ex They should have mentioned player. it, Ryan. I don't um, think they mentioned but, it on commentary once. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did they keep going on commentary today? But yeah, oh, they mate, definitely honestly. said it in the stadium too. Um, Apparently, Jermaine Jean is kept calling Jason yeah. Steele Luke Steele as mm. well, which is good. So he should stick to uh, Formula E because uh, that's obviously a sport he knows about. Jermaine uh, Jean. Luke Little, Luke Steele, same thing. But yeah, no, I think um, Milner had a couple of things where it sort of he's had an opportunity to put it across goal but he's almost reacted that bit too slowly and obviously he's not a left winger is he let's face it um, mm-hmm. so there's been a lot of opportunities in my opinion where 
you know, that killer instinct, like you say, that you want from your Zhao Pedros, etc. You play with what's around you, don't you, at the end of the day? I think if you have Mitoma, if you've got Ansu Fati, etc. Um, I mean, I don't know about you boys, but Wolves came there for one thing yesterday. And they did it well, to be fair. They came there for a draw. If they could get a snatch, they could have done. I think they had a couple of yeah. opportunities maybe where they could have scored. Um, but defensively, they were absolutely superb. I think it was Semedo, wasn't it, in the second half against Xiao Pedro, put a great challenge in. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wolves defensively were, were very good. Yeah, I thought uh, Kilman was really good as well. I thought he put in a few good challenges. Uh, like you mentioned, Semedo as well, who uh, I think was, yeah, that one recovery challenge he did, I think it was, yeah, was it on Lamptey maybe? I'm trying to think now. But um, yeah, he, he's, he's obviously got great pace and his recovery is great as well. So yeah, it's fair play to him. Defensively, look great. And do you know what? Like, I've got to give credit to them. I think they had chances to, to score, yeah. that, especially that Cunha one where he took it past Steele. You know, terrible touch. If he'd just done a better touch... He was in then, uh, open goal, and he would have just slotted it away. And then Neto as well, with a good save from Steel. And then Cunha's um, follow-up, who skied it over the bar. Again, if Cunha had been on form yesterday and, and had a bit about him, they could have easily scored one or two goals and we could have been on the back of a 2-0 defeat. So, yeah, I, I, not to say that I, I don't think they would have deserved it. I think it would have been unjust. I think a draw was ultimately a fair result. Um, but, yeah, there was no reason why they couldn't have scored last night and yeah defensively I thought when when Estepina came off uh, no disrespect to Webster I thought he didn't have his best game I thought he looked shaky I think he gave the ball away a few times and he got got caught out a lot by the pace of Neto and uh, Cunha on the break so yeah when Webster was on uh, it was not looking good Brad yeah, I don't but, think that that was I don't know obviously you don't have to be done it for specific reasons but I don't think that guys that back three was probably the best idea mm. Um, yeah, it kind of changed the game really. Then Wolves thought they had a better chance of scoring, and then it looked like they were going to probably nick it uh, at some points. And that um, when Webster came on, uh, yeah, when Purvis came off, I kind of yeah. questioned it. But there's obviously reasons why. Yeah, well, and also as well, when Lamptey came on, I just don't think he got the service. I thought saw saw a few people sort of digging him out a little bit. Lamptey saying, "Oh, he came on and did nothing." I was like, "But he didn't really get the ball. He didn't get the service. He didn't get you know. You got to give it to him. Space. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't just blame him for." not being able to create much when he's not given the opportunity to create. So, yeah, I found that a bit strange. And it was great to see him back as well, actually, on that note. Great to see Lamptey back uh, playing. And hopefully he can be huge. Because like you said, Ryan, um, I said it as well. I remember straight after the game, I was speaking to a few mates and I was saying that was without Matoma, Adingra, Fatty and Inciso. So if we can, you know, still... I know it was a nil-nil draw, but it, it, we know that those players returning and it can give us so much more firepower going forward. So it's all good signs. And I'll, I'll take a draw against Wolves, to be honest, in the in the form they're in. Yeah, so, yeah. And then going back to your main point, Ryan, that you yes. mentioned earlier, um, it's like you could tell that we weren't lacking that pace. There were times when, I think at least three times when the ball was played over the top and the last player you want on the pitch, I think the brightest jet to be running onto it is Pascal Gross because of the pace. And he was getting caught up straight away and it's just a wasted opportunity. Like if you put that over to any of the five or four players Maz just mentioned, you've got a big chance of scoring there. And it's that's where we are lacking, that left side. Obviously, Milner's done a great job there, uh, but that, that side we're lacking pace. I mean, both wings we're pretty much lacking pace the whole game. Um, if we had a little bit of pace on mm-hmm. the side, then we probably would have scored, I imagine. Zerbi hinted at it, didn't he, the other day? Um, and he said it sort of again um, in the interview at TNT. I think it was with Jules Breach. He said a similar thing in that, you know, we definitely do need some players. Uh, we've got 
injuries. They're coming back in a couple of weeks, 100%. That's great news, by the way, fantastic news. But they're not going to be match fit. They're not going to be ready to just start, you know, the Julio and Cissé, we remember it, is prime. And the Ansu Fati at Ajax isn't going to happen as soon as he comes back. And Mitoma, you know, they're going to have to take time to to come back and be the, the best players that we know that they are. So potentially there's a there's a case there we've only got a week or so left in the window I haven't really seen much happen um, we could transfer speculate all we want but there's not really much to talk about in that sense um, but one thing I will just pick up on as you mentioned there is, Mateus there is one player we can talk about later um, we can talk about the Serbian Udinese midfielder I don't think we've mentioned him yet we'll talk about him later yeah can do I don't know how reliable that is though but yeah we, we I can think talk it seems pretty it, legit but, um, I think and then and then another one we can is talk it? about. Okay. Well, we'll the Zerbi's other comments um, about where we'll finish, but we can, if, mm. if, that, if the visitors yeah. haven't thought that, yeah, heard yeah. that, we can talk about that a bit later. Matthias Cunha, um, obviously, <laughs> I put a tweet on saying, not sure how he's been sent off. Now, um, somehow the Wolves fans found that super quickly for a start. Um, and it, it, not just me, I, I think they they bit quite a lot. And I guess they are Wolves, aren't they? They bite. Sorry, that's awful. Um, but I think. The Cunha thing, by the way, I wasn't saying that that challenge was a red card. Now, that, that's not what I was meaning. I don't think that's what Brighton fans are meaning. It was the reaction that followed. I don't know about you boys, to get your thoughts on it. I think for about five minutes, he didn't stop going on at the ref. And I think he, he got a yellow anyway. And yeah, okay, fair enough. It wasn't a foul, whatever. But then I think that the fact that it went on for so long, because it's happening to us, I'll let you boys chip in now. The fact it's happening to us, after the dunk thing at Forest, yeah. I think we can never wipe out of our minds the whole descent laws. Um, and I think that's what Wolves fans, if there are Wolves fans watching this and trying to see the reaction to this, um, that's what annoys us. It's not about Cunha, it's not about Wolves, it's not about any, not about the challenge itself. It's the descent thing. Because when it was dunk, you know, it was a, it was a, what, a minute's worth of back chat and mm. he got sent off straight red. Not even a minute's worth. But I'll let you guys come Heart, in there. But yeah, no, that's not 30 even, yeah, seconds. That's it, that's my point. But yeah, it goes back to the inconsistencies with VAR and officials and PJMOL. Like, and we talk about it almost every other episode at this point. And yeah, like like you said, it's just it's just so frustrating when that's happened to us. Luckily, we got points in that game. Um, but if we hadn't, we would have felt even more hard done by. Um, so yeah, the fact that it's just so inconsistent. And I think what were, what were the other controversies happened in the Prem recently? Um, it's like Clivert's challenge against Liverpool, shit like that. He got just got Wolves get a lot of them. You just got away with it. Yeah, Wolves do. Wolves do. They 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 suffer a lot of that. We've been the top two teams that kind of suffer from PGMOS issues and apologies. So they'll know. They'll know. They should know how hard done by we feel. Um, so they shouldn't be upset about it. Us being annoyed, thinking that Kenya should have got sent off or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think was also going back to your point, Ryan, about um, you know it's not about the chat. So yeah, like you mentioned, I don't I don't think it was a foul in the first place. So I can understand Kunya's frustrations and why he reacted the way he did. However, then that reaction, like you say, if it's one rule for one player and Dunk got like I still can't get over that Dunk red card. Like, I just I can't get over it. Like how ridiculous it is looking back now because because they don't follow up. I've seen so many people do Dan worse. Get the same as well. Yeah, not. yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like you, you see other players doing worse or just the same and they don't get punished for it and so it's like why have you sent off Dunk like was that just was it was Dunk unfortunately a casualty of just being the first person they wanted to do it to I think that's what it feels like it feels like right let's let's pick someone we, we, we put that lay down the law against and Dunk unfortunately happens to be that casualty and that was a frustrating thing I think as Brighton fans and um, yeah uh, Cunha 
I think he should have got definitely a, a second yellow by the way he was, you know, kept going. And even at half time, as they were going into the. Just didn't stop, did Yeah, it? and even when they're walking back, he was like getting into the referee's face and stuff. I'm like, you can't be doing that. And I, okay, yeah, cool, it wasn't a foul in the first place, but you just can't go on like that because they're the rules, apparently. So if they're the rules for Lewis Dunk and Brighton and Albion, why are they not the same for Cunha and Wolverhampton Wanderers? Yeah, no, it's true. That's that's basically the, the Cunha point sorted. I mean, to be fair to him, in the second half, he actually did calm down and nothing really happened from mm. there on. He should have scored, really, when he took it round, as we mm. said. Uh, it's quite comical, really, after all of that. And that was insane that he went for goal chance, there, by the way. He should have done a lot better. He should, I don't yeah, think he, he should have shot a lot better there, shouldn't he? He should, he should have shot. He should have. I know I can understand as a striker thinking, right, I can, you're back myself in this position, but it was at such a horrendous angle and so far away as well. Uh, and then he, yeah, he screwed it up so bad. He didn't go anywhere near the goal, which is quite funny. <laughs> credit, credit to Steele as well, by the way. Like I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. I know, I know, in that situation, maybe it wasn't the best. <laughs> he didn't cover himself in, in in glory, maybe in that in that situation itself. However, I thought Wait, who was it? They gave him the hospital bar today. Oh yeah, that's a good point actually. Uh... To be fair, to was him, it, when, it was yeah, was it was a pass, but also he was already dragged. He was already dragged, mm-hmm. and I think it was a. It was one or the other. I think if he was trying to run back here to put himself in more danger, the fact he ran at Cunha probably put him off a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, once obviously the, the striker's always going to get around you in that situation, you just got to hope he doesn't score. So probably yeah, the yeah, ones who did do yeah, well was the angle there. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but um, I thought he, he was key. He made some really good saves. And for me, him and Gilmore were probably my man of the matches, probably. Yeah, I think so. I think... Um, Worth mentioning, yeah, still 100%, because I think that, that save that sticks out to mind was that one where he sort of, di- I think he's dived the wrong way and he's stuck out of hand in the second half. Mm. Um, can't remember who it was that actually put the ball across, but I thought they should have scored. I'm yes. just trying to think who it was. Well, yeah, um, but it was a good save from Steele, I know that much. Um, was it Neto? Someone like that. It was off the right side for Wolves. And they sort of, they've sort of scuffed the shot, I think. And they, he's he's going the wrong way and it's a good save with his... With his with his hand, but yeah, still, still, as I think that the the hate that he gets on social media drives me mental. Um, I don't know if it's just a little bit forced now because it's not like I don't get it. I don't think he's done bad. I think he's really good with his feet. I get that people want the Brogan to start, but obviously he's not ready yet. I mean, I don't see the the frustration to me. I I, I think that surely, if anyone as, as a football club, we've got the best track record of knowing what to do and when to put in young players. It probably in in the whole league, you know, we, we in, the, in the last three or four years, we've gotten pretty much most decisions right. And you know, if that's sending Barco on loan or whether that's keeping him here to learn, which it looks like it's going to happen, if even if he's not playing and he needs to develop just here, I, I treat it as the right decision. I don't know about you boys, but I just I don't know what grounds anyone has at the moment to say I disagree with that decision at the moment. Yeah, I think we discussed it, didn't we? In the team of the season so far, we all had our own reasons why we picked. I think we all, and was it unanimous? We all picked Steele, didn't we? No. Oh, you know. I said Verbruggen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like we all gave our reasons and I think we're all valid. I mean, we all have our opinions. But yeah, but my, I obviously picked Steele in the end and I think it's just, yeah, he's just got that little bit more experience. Um, you know, of course he has his moments, but I think a lot of the keepers in the Premier League, apart from maybe your Allisons and your Edisons, who are the elite goalkeepers in the league, you are going to expect a few errors from your goalkeepers, especially especially the way we play. We play a very risky uh, way of playing football. You saw it even last night, the passes we were making from the back. Um, there was one, there was actually one moment I remember where Steele lumped it forward um, 
like all the way down the pitch. And I was like, that's one of the first times I think I've seen him do that in a, or any Brighton goalkeeper in a long time, which was actually quite refreshing, I'll be honest. Sometimes you just got to lump it when it's in danger. But yeah, uh, the, the system we play is going to be tough for goalkeepers and especially a young goalkeeper like the Bruggen, I think will struggle in that system. If you're not used to it, you, you, it, get, it takes time. And I think going back to your point, Ryan, yeah, I, I, I think we're very good at nurturing young players. And I think Steele is definitely the right choice right now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the same with Barco, as I said. Um, it probably goes without saying. Um, he said it already in the press conference. But I need to go over it, but it's um, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep him here. Um, I don't know if you boys agree with it, but I don't really know why you wouldn't at the moment. As we say, it's yeah. Most things we do is is the right move. But go on, Ben. Yeah, I, I adore him. Not just because he's ginger and he's got a slit in his eyebrow, cool earrings, but I just think he'd be great. Even I don't know. Even just watching that game yesterday when Purvis came off, I thought. We need a little bit of pace. Obviously, I know he's with Argentina for the pre-Olympic sort of stuff, but that would have been a really good opportunity to bring him on, even if he wasn't ready. I think just that late in the game, bringing on some pace and skill, an unknown talent, defenders won't really know what to expect. Um, I think the only recent case study we can go by of someone that we've kept instead of loaning out is Facundo Buenanote, and it's definitely benefiting him. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, he's getting better. Probably not as quick as Enciso yeah. was, but he's definitely getting better, so... Yeah, I think yeah, maybe keeping him is the best. And Ziso we kept, didn't we? Yeah, and Ziso we kept as well. Look at look at look how that turned out. Um, so yeah, keeping Barker I think will be a very very good decision just because he can offer so much to the so much to the team. And I imagine he's probably a bit further ahead than Fakunda. I just get that vibe. I think what we heard from some of the reporters and that sort of thing, like he's an absolute superstar. I think the only thing we got to go off with Fakunda was Carlos Heber saying he's the closest thing he's seen to Messi, but. I think I feel like Barco is probably <laughs> yeah, a bit stronger media. than Buenote, maybe. Yeah, Argentine media as well. So I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in the team a lot quicker. Again, especially because of injuries. Like, we can say these five players are going to come back, but who's to say they're not going to get injured again? Yeah, that's that's the thing. And I think, you know, if Barco maybe is a little bit naive, he will be naturally. He's 19, he's coming to England for the first time. He's going to be naive to the Premier League. He's going to be naive to English culture. It's a completely different world here to what it is over there. So, um, you know, I couldn't imagine at my age now going out to Argentina and living my life on my own. And I don't get me wrong, I ain't got the pay packet he's got. I wish I did, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's still adapting regardless of all of that. So, oh, remember it's, what Facundo said new life in his first few months. Restart. Like exactly he, that yeah so yeah, that's that's pretty the thing. harrowing stuff what he said <laughs> so it's it's about like you know appreciating all of that move for these young players that's that's just what we do um but yeah we'll see about we'll see about valentine um okay the, the sort of left end of the game there wasn't 
too much to say. We've already mentioned the Jao Pedro chance. I think really all that we can say is a draw probably is a fair result, although Deserby yeah. said that he felt like we did enough to win. Um, I don't know if you boys would agree with him, but I... If, if you had to say 50, well, I'd probably give it like 5% in Brighton's favour, so I'd fit, yeah, 55, I know what it happened that way. Yeah, yeah fit, well, 52.25 to whatever it is on the other side, 47.2. I don't fucking know, my math's so shit. Um, hence why I work at Lab Bible. 47.75. Yeah, whatever it is. I reckon we edge it a little bit, if you could say, but I don't know. I mean, Deserby's going to say that, let's be honest. Um, Although he's quite honest, obviously, from what he said on the other bit, so maybe maybe yeah. he does think it. I, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things you, you back your players, don't you? As a manager, you want to say the right things. You don't want to be like, well, you don't want to berate them too much. And I, I think that if you, on the whole of it, I think a fair result was a draw, to be honest with you. I think they had their chances. We had a few chances as well. So I think, on the whole, I think a draw is definitely the right result. I think it would be harsh to say either team deserved it more, but yeah, just deserved it, I suppose, just backing his own team and making sure in the media he's portraying that positive image of being like, look, we were the better side, we were just unlucky on the day kind of vibe. But yeah, just going back to Ben's um, point of uh, the 10th place finish, I thought that was quite interesting because I don't know about you boys, but I personally wouldn't be happy with 10th. I know, I know that might sound entitled or whatever you want to call it as a Brighton fan, but I think 10th place will just put us back up. Like, it would be two steps forward, one step back if we finish 10th, in my opinion. I think we, we won't be able to attract the same players we would be if we were in Europe. Um, I think it's just detrimental to if we want to keep progressing as a club I think finishing 10th will just not help us because unless we win the Europa League we will have no European football and will that attract the right players if we want to go to the next step I doubt it but I'm interested to hear mm. really, your thoughts I think Conference League has got to be the bare minimum mm, yeah. and that I, again I think we spoke about a few, a few weeks ago I'd absolutely love to have the Conference League um, I'll bite your hand off that right now so that'll be a good one but yeah finishing 10th it's a weird one because then everyone's going to say you've got to put it put it into perspective the injuries you've had mm. having to deal with another competition on top of it it's all brand new so finishing 10th with all the sale, the player sales we had as well 10th would be a really really good finish like if you said it at the beginning of the season we thought oh my god we're screwed we've lost the two best centre midfielders in the league um, and so to finish to be 7th right now um, is incredible so yeah, people will say perspective, but at the same time, it would be disappointing not to get some European competition again. But but yeah, Conference League would be incredible. I'd love that. Yeah, I think Conference, yeah, Conference League. Um... Mm, I I agree with you on the point that you want to get better. If anything, it surprises me more that Deserby said it. Um, just because mm. we know what he's like in that he always wants to go for that one extra. Um, but maybe there is a bit of perspective to take into account, obviously, this season. We already know all the injuries this we've had. Um, it's been very difficult when you look at the grand scheme of it. And the fact that, as you say, we are in seventh is pretty insane, mm. to be honest. I mean, we're, what, seven mm. points off yeah, the Champions nice. League spots currently? Um, it's It's mad. I think... If we were to get 10th but consider to keep going for the Europa League, then that's fine by me. Um, FA Cup as well, I think, is really important this season now. Um, so 10th is there a chance? isn't bad at all. I think, I, is there a chance that Deserby saying this to kind of yeah, get in, well, spur the team up and also get in Tony Bloom's head saying, come on, let's get a couple more signings because mm. right now we're looking at 10th place in the Premier League. Is there a chance that he's doing that? It's, it's funny... It's funny you say it because I was only saying earlier to um, the Arsenal thing earlier, I was only saying I think that the team, the squad that we've got at the moment and, and, and the, 
the really harsh reality of what we what we're building at the moment is a, is a tenth to fourteenth position squad. I mean, it's not a it's not an eleven or or a bench that if you were to look at it from an outsider point of view, you would say, yeah, that's one hundred percent nailed on to be Champions League, one hundred percent nailed on to be mm-hmm. Europa League. I'd probably say, yeah, probably not. Um, you know, with our best players considered, Anthony Fati, Matoma, etc., you want to look at the higher end. But I suppose when you look at how De Zerbi's saying it, we're, we're without them now, but it could be another two weeks till they come back in. But they're going to be match sharp for another month after that. So, you know, the end of this season is difficult. Um, so unless we do get someone in the in the January transfer window, as we say, there isn't long left now. And I don't think we will. Um, so... <laughs> 10th, 10th, all things considered, only a couple of years ago, we'd have been on the podcast saying that's a great position for us. Um, I think when you take Barber's quotes a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, saying about um, the the fact we had 14 years without a home and we've only spent, I think, seven or eight years, 10 years, sorry, in the top flight in our entire history, that's when I start to think, hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point, isn't it? We've only been in the Premier League for what seven years. We've only been in the top flight in our history for ten. Um, to then start expecting us to finish in the Europa League spots every year or did or the Conference League spots every year is rather far fetched. Um, but ultimately, it depends on when and if we get our players back to full fitness. Yeah, my only thing I'd say to that though is like, if we were. If we kept having that mentality of like, oh yeah, like tenth is a good result. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you said, but let's say there's fans out there, Brighton fans, that are, oh yeah, like tenth is a good result. Like remember, you know, remember where we came from and all that kind of stuff. Like, how are you ever going to progress as a club if you're always in that mentality? I think that's what I think we need to get out of it. And maybe that's what Deserby's trying to, like you said earlier, Ben. Maybe that's what Deserby's trying to do. He's trying to say to Bloom, look, if you want us to finish tenth, this is the squad I've got with. But if you want to, we want to progress and get better. I need more players, and I want to be. Better. I just think, yeah, if we as a club have a mentality of, oh, oh, 10th is good, isn't it? Like, we're just lucky to be in the Premier League. It's like you're never going to get better as a football club because you're always going to have that mentality of we're not good enough or we're not as we're not on the same level as the top six clubs. And mate, look, financially, <laughs> historically, club size wise, fan base wise, we're not as big as the top six. It's just a fact. We're not. We don't have that fan base. We don't have you know the history and all that kind of stuff. But if you ever to, to break that top six, you know, crew or club, you want to call it. I think you have to invest, first of all, which at the moment we're not really doing, uh, considering how much money we've made as well in the past couple of years. And secondly, yeah, what what needs to be done to progress as a football club? And I think that is qualifying for Europe because you get the added revenue, you get the uh, being able to attract better players. And ultimately, yeah, you then keep going into the competitions and, and get better and better. So, yeah, I just think it's one of those things where you keep saying, you know, not you, sorry, just people in general, just keep saying, oh, you know, we can finish 10th, it's fine. But is it fine? Like, if we want to keep getting better, that's, that's my only thing. It must be frustrating as well for Deserby. I'm sure, yeah, probably his staff as well. Like, we're seeing all of our rivals around us in the Prem. Um, West Ham today with Calvin Phillips alone to buy. I think the buy option's 34 mil. We would never do that, obviously. But, you know, our rivals are improving in this window. Um, I know we've signed Barco and I've been wanting him for a season and a half, but like he's not an instant impact in the first team, and that's what we seem to always be crying out for every single transfer window. Is like we would need someone to really come and kick us up the ass right now, but we don't seem to do that. And I understand why because we buy cheaper players that are really young and super talent, and then we sell them for a lot more. But sometimes when there's an injury crisis, you need someone just to come in and fill in a blank here and here and now instead of just 
hoping on someone that might make a that's going to get experience in the squad it's just it can be frustrating I'm sure yeah I think um, the Zerbi has every right to be frustrated but I think I don't think 10th is detrimental um, I think it's it's still a, it's still a growth and improvement on what we've been doing um, I think I think if it's the start still finish above Palace bad, I just I'm I'm putting into perspective of this season that's what my thing is I completely agree with always going for more um, but I think when you're looking at the squad that we've got at this moment in time, I'm not sure how long it can go of us getting results that we, you know, we're punching above our weight for. Um, and that's that's me being realistic and honest. I'm just looking at the eleven and the and the bench. This isn't considering the the players that we've got out. So it, you know, we started this season with March, Mitoma, Fatty, Adingra, these players, Julio. You know, they're starting for us every single week. Last season, we had Caicedo, McAllister. We could have potentially built on that. And I think that would have put me into the perspective of Champions League this year. And that would not have been unrealistic. But I think when you've lost everything I've just said, then you're doing it with 23s at the best of times. We're bringing on uh, Benicio yesterday. We've got Jack Hitcherwood starting, who realistically no one really thought of this time last year. Um, you know, you've got a team that's so new again. And I think. Deserby's frustrations would be probably more about that in that his hard work of last season is almost undone in a way mm. because due to a lot of unforeseen circumstances, but also then due to some sales that weren't replaced. Um, so mm. I think there's there's a there's a case for both, isn't there? There's a case for you want to go for more. There's a case for you want to st- stabilise. And also there's a case for when do we pull the trigger in the transfer market, if ever. Um, because it's a club policy and club policies are hard to break, I suppose. But um, I don't know. There's still seven or eight days left. I, do you think we're going to go for anyone in the last seven or eight days? I'll start with you boys. Um, do you think it's going to happen? I believe in this Somodic... No, it's not called Somodic. What's he called? The guy from Udinese. Samar... I can't... I'm not going to just going to picture his name. Samarjic or something like that. Samarjic, yeah. Let's just say that's his name. I'm confident that we might go and get him just from the reports I saw. And he looks like a really good player. And it seemed like it sounded like we were going to beat Napoli to the signing, which would have been a hell of a statement as well. For us to beat Napoli would be incredible. Um, so I would love to get that one to come in. But then again, where I guess obviously you've got a rest, Billy Gilmore and Pascal Gross, but they're the two starters, aren't they? They're incredible. And I just want to echo what Matt said earlier, Gil- Gilmore was unbelievable. Um, yeah, on the pitch. You can, the improvement that he's made is phenomenal. Um, like one of the first names on the team sheet team sheets now you can say that about quite a few of them to be honest but yeah I'd love that centre mid he looks like an absolute player and he's great foot manager as well so it must make sense that we are going to try and get him uh, just to add on uh, to that I, I, to answer your question Brian I think will we sign someone I don't think so do I want us to sign someone absolutely I think we definitely need some more reinforcements especially if we get some more injuries if there's you know, uh, a fixture congestion. We've got Europa League, FA Cup potentially going down the road if we, if we get through the next round. Like, the potential to be playing a lot of games. So I think we need the numbers, we need the bodies, especially in a few areas where we don't have the depth um, that we might have in other areas, especially, you know, we, we actually, with Dahoud in centre midfield not playing, he doesn't even get a look in. He wasn't even in the squad last night, I don't think. So if we are going to, you know, sacrifice, like I said, who we need the numbers in midfield. That's just one position. You look at, um, obviously, Barco's coming sort of as a winger slash 
fullback, but again, can't play centre mid as well. Apparently. Okay, can't play centre mid, but like for example, right back. Like well, there's just positions that I think we need. Yesterday, Barco isn't a winger. Oh wow! Okay, what was he? Left back or left winger? Was he left back? I guess left back. He said left back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. I just I think we do need to reinforce. I think I think it's very evident, and it's strange because I I know we're really good, at it and, I, and I do love the way we we operate as a business because ultimately that is what football is. Unfortunately, nowadays it is a business, and you do have to operate uh, within FFP. We've seen uh, Nottingham Forest and Everton obviously get get uh, heavily penalised for not abiding to the rules. However. We we know we've we've made an incredible amount of money. Surely we can invest even a fraction of it, even a fraction of it. Let's just you know put, pick pick an you know one target which we really need and just go out and get him and you know just reinforce those positions that I've touched on. So yeah, I, I, but to answer your question, I don't think we will. I think maybe at a push we'll get one player in this window. At a push. Mm, yeah, I mean, would one be enough, Ben? Or do you think it's even that's probably a bit of a stretch at this point. Well, it's definitely not enough. We've spoken it, we said it before, didn't we? Like in the transfer episode, like what positions we needed and the priority it was. So one, definitely not enough. Getting a left back is great because we needed that cover for purpose. A right back would be great because we know how unreliable Manti is, despite how good he is and how much potential he did have and has. Um, and then yeah, another centre mid as well as probably the three. Um, so yeah, we've ticked off one. I doubt we'll get a right another right back because Lampy's back. Will we get that centre mid from Ignazi? Maybe. And I'd like that. I feel like that would be a decent, but a very decent transfer. And in terms of the two players, it would be incredible talents that we're signing. But in terms of the positions we needed to fill, it wouldn't be that great. But again, do we we never really sign too many players in January. And those kind of holes you fill in or that, that many holes you fill will probably happen in the summer, not really in January. Uh, and final thing, just quickly, uh, uh, we mentioned him a couple of times. I think with Lamptey as well. I know this is sort of away from transfers, but I think this this next what four five months left of the season, I think it's make or break for him at Brighton Albion. I think if he doesn't, if he got, gets injured again, or um, you know he has another couple of injuries from here until the end of the season, and he's just not playing, I think the club will cut ties. I think I'd want us to cut ties with him as well. I, I know it sounds harsh, but yeah, it's just you can't go getting injured pretty much every other week and I know it's not his fault of course you know he's not wishing to get injured at all but yeah we just got, we've got to get a right back I think that is such an important position with Veltman not being able to play every game yeah, we need to have well. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting older yeah and you know yeah we, I think right back as well is a really key area for me I think we need to definitely get someone if it's not this window in the summer for sure like I said if, if Lantic stays fit then fair play but I don't want to be horrible but I just can't see it happening Someone had to say it, and I kind of, I kind of, yeah, agree. Which is terrible because I absolutely love the boy. Yeah, no, I, I love him. Yeah, I love course, him. Just yeah. put, put it out there. I do love him. I really want him to do well. It's just so sad that it's got to this point where we're having to have this conversation where it is make or break. Or I've really, really hoped that he doesn't get injured yeah. until the no, end of the season. Obviously, yeah. yeah. You don't have to say it. No, 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 I don't think anyone in the comments <laughs> is going. Can't believe Maz is wishing he's got voodoo doctors are injuring again. Jesus Christ! That's why he's got so many injuries. Maz just wants him to end his career. Um, yeah, it's really sad. To, do you agree, Aaron? Do you think that, that is, is a massive, massive second half of the season for Lanty? It is definitely massive for him. Um, whether the club would cut ties or not, I'm not so sure on. But I think he's definitely, um, he's definitely, yeah, for his own sake. Um, I think. When I say cut ties, I mean sell. He's not, what, not, 
terminate his contract. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know, I know, I know. Um, I think Reese had what a month. I think he had fit, and then he got injured for two. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a great record. Um, but we just hope that it doesn't last because. You know, we've 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 had a bit of a record with these sort of players, haven't we? I think we had Vicente going back in the years. We had Will Buckley, obviously. Um, so many we could probably name with injury records. God of Brian, it's, it's mental. Yeah, CMS, another one. Um, so it is what it is. It, these these sort of explosive players seem to get it. You know, they're these quick off the mark. You know that it's the Wallawar card. Yeah, what player he was. Um, well, I say what a player he was. He he loved a long shot, and if it wasn't a long shot, it probably wasn't going to be a goal. Um, but yeah, no, what a, what a player. Oh, but yeah, sorry, we'll move on from Luwalua. But yeah, Tarek, uh, I I hope I hope I hope I really do because that we'll always revert back to, and I always remember that lockdown period and that that Newcastle game as we always keep going back to was was magic. But I think he has had a couple of them since he's been fit again. Um, yeah. But we just hope that those if those little hamstring problems don't recur reoccur but we'll see and I think similarly to Ansu Fati obviously with his time at Barca um, you know he's going to be back in what a couple of weeks we could even be injured again you know he's had a bit of a record now so you know whether Barca will even want him back whether he'll stay on another season long loan next season who knows Um we won't be able to afford his wages and a, and a transfer fee, that's for sure, but we'll see. Um, okay, well, I think that's pretty much everything covered. I'm just trying to think if I've missed it. We've anything. done very well um, to get a 40-minute pod yeah. out of a nil-nil Wolves draw. So fair play, lads. We've smashed yeah, it. yeah, we have, to be fair. We have. Um, I mean, let us know in the comments anything, if you, if you agree. The Tarek stuff, obviously, transfer window. You know, Deserby as well, the, the comments he's been making about our targets. Is it maybe a little bit too much or is it you know is it different for the Zerbi I don't know is his body language changed a little bit in wanting a 10th place finish when normally he's the man to say he wants us to win the league um, but we'll see uh, he normally wants to win everything he goes into that man so it's quite it, quite interesting I think for me anyway I think there's definitely a few shots reading between the lines yeah, being fired um, but I could be wrong but I do feel no, like I, I agree. Changed just I slightly I think he's definitely um, put a few Few comments in, in the press in recent in the last what, month or month or so. He's put a few comments in the press, and yeah, I, I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's a very clever man. A few feelers, a few soft launches. Yeah, 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 a few soft launches. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, hopefully it doesn't t- it doesn't turn into anything not like nasty because I, I love him as a man and as a manager. So I hope it doesn't it doesn't get worse and he goes on this weird like you know complex some managers go on. So fingers crossed doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm sure he won't. I, I, he seems like a good guy, of course, so hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, anyways, that's been us for the last 40 minutes. Hope you've enjoyed. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Obviously, follow everything, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you might find us on. Um, boys, busy your social, of course, until Sheffield United yeah, in the cup. Yeah. God, yeah, that's mad. Yeah, man. That's come around so quickly. I'm going, I can't guys. wait. Yeah, we'll see you. Oh, you, I bottled it, mate. I just didn't. I, did. I was going to go. And I was, I was, because I'm definitely going to be missing Bramall Lane. I was like, I haven't ticked it off yet. And I thought they'll probably get relegated, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go for it. So you, you can call me plastic where you want the comments <laughs> as well. But yeah, you, you'll see you before Sheffield United. And then we've got them again in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Peace. 
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.